0: Hello, everyone. Hope everyone is having a solid start to 2021. Welcome to another episode of the D1 Only Podcast presented by TAP, Thoughts, Actions, and Progress. My name is Eduardo Vialpando, and I'm your host. I want to thank our sponsor, TAP, for making this possible. Also, thanks to all the listeners for being here with us. Today, we got ourselves a very special guest, David Peterson. Thank you for being here, man, and welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
0: For sure, man. So David is an American professional baseball pitcher for the New York Mets of the Major League Baseball. He attended the University of Oregon, where he was an NCAA Division One student athlete, also named an All-American, and was selected with the 20th pick in the first round of the 2017 MLB Draft. So, just congrats on a great career so far, man.
1: Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's for been sure. Fun.
0: Yeah, so let's just start, I guess, talking with your pro career before getting to your college experience, which is basically what the podcast is about, just a student athlete life in general. But you got to make your MLB debut back in summer 2020 at Fenway Park in Boston. From my understanding, you were actually drafted by the Red Sox in 2014 before going to the University of Oregon. What was that feeling like of just completing your dream and playing the show?
1: Yeah, it was... uh it was a dream come true. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. Um, uh, something I've worked my whole life for and, and for the culmination of all the work that I've put in, all the help that I've gotten from my family and friends and coaches and teammates, um, for all that to come together, it was just a, a very special day. And, um, wish family could have been there, but, um, I'm glad everyone was able to watch and, uh, follow along. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just a really special day. And then to do it against a, the team that drafted me out of high school was was kind of cool, too, so
0: yeah, that's great and since we're already talking a little bit about last season, which has to be one of the craziest seasons in m l b history, I don't know if you care to talk to me a little bit about just in terms of protocols and playing with no fans and things like that, and how did you feel the m l b environment?
1: yeah, I mean, it was different for sure, um playing in the big empty stadiums and um not having anyone there was was definitely a change um protocol wise i mean it it was a shock at first and it was it was weird at first but once we got through the summer camp portion and uh started the season it was it it became normal I and mean, it, it became what we knew as normal for the season so um wearing the masks and and distancing and all that and uh all the testing was it just became a part of everyday life for us so
0: yeah, I imagine. I actually had um, Luke Smith, right-handed pitcher for the University of Louisville earlier in the season in the podcast, and he was telling me that energy is one of the most underrated tools a player can have, and most of people on the podcast have told me that going to college actually helped them improve that aspect of their game. I know this past season, as we were talking the, with the MLB, having no fans and everything, so you pretty much had to bring like the energy yourself, because like it was quiet in the stadium, you know? So how would you describe that part of your game and how much you think it has improved over the last couple of years, and especially going to the University of Oregon?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was, like I said, it was very different. Um, playing in those stadiums where there's there's no one there and it's just a big, empty stadium was was different. And you do have to bring your own energy. I mean, for me, I just fed off the fact that I was playing in the big leagues. I mean, that was enough for me to, to really push myself. I was facing guys that I had watched on TV growing up. I was... I mean this is all the guys that i've looked up to i'm I'm on the same field with them and playing against them and and as as a rookie that was enough for me um but i will say like in in big moments when there was a big strikeout or um you're having a really good game it's it's weird to kind of express yourself and express your emotions and there's no really reaction to it i mean you give a fist pump or uh, however you express it with kind of nothing i mean nothing there in terms of crowd noise uh, or, or the excitement in the stadium. I mean, it definitely is a different uh, environment with uh, having to bring your own energy versus the energy in the stadium created by the fans. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's – it's. I played – I mean, here and there throughout the minor leagues I played in some stadiums that were pretty empty, but, I mean, there's always some sort of noise. Um, and just to not really have any of that, and I mean – Half the time we were sitting in the bleachers so that was weird for us too i mean you're not even in the dugout because you're trying to distance and everything like that so um yeah i mean i think it's a good point is you did have to bring your own energy and, and find your own way to get the adrenaline and everything else going
0: and do you think you improved that aspect of your game during your time at oregon or do you just feel that you've always been like a loud and energetic guy in the locker room?
1: Um, I think it's, I think it, it, it's, everyone's different. I'm more of a, I would say a quieter energy guy. Um, I'm not, there's a lot of, there's, there's plenty of guys that scream and all kinds of stuff on, on the field. Um, and baseball is kind of different in that sense too. Of, um, it's a little different than some other sports, but I mean, it was, it was weird to hear guys that are loud and, um, Celebratory when when there's no one else there. I mean, because it you could hear everything. I mean, you could hear guys in the other dugout just having a conversation. It was that and it's that quiet. Um, And so, yeah, it was. I think it's just being able to to have that fire inside of you is something that I've culminated throughout high school and college at the University of Oregon, and and then also in the minor leagues. And um, it's so individual in the minor leagues that. you you got to be able to get yourself going for
0: games. Yeah, that's why we'll get into how lonely being in the minor leagues can get in just a bit. But before that, I would actually like to talk and ask you about why you decided to go to the University of Oregon because you were an All-American in high school, so I imagine you had plenty of places you could have signed with. Why was he – I think he's Eugene, right? Is that where Oregon is? At.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, for me, it was – they, we obviously have all the facilities we have a huge backing from nike um the academics are awesome the, the facilities and the help that we had academically was great uh but it, it really just came down to i went on my unofficial visit and uh i was laying there in bed one night after one of the days on the visit and it was just i had that gut feeling i was like this is the place i need to be um and i, I had looked at other places had offers at other places but it just Something inside of me was telling me that that's where I needed to go. And, um, yeah, I would never trade it for the world. The three years I spent at Oregon, um, the town of Eugene is is so focused around the university, and there's a lot of support there. And um, Yeah, just just having that that small town, that small school town vibe was awesome. Um, And I think it really enhanced my college experience.
0: Nice. And I mean, you can kind of keep it a hundred with me in this question. I mean, I've asked this to several of my guests and they've told me that when they decide to go to a good school, is normally, I mean, to, just to a regular university is because they feel more comfortable athletics-wise than academics-wise. Would you say that was the case for you or were you looking for like a balance between both?
1: I wanted a balance. I mean, it, for me, it was, if I was going to go for three years of school. Um, I wanted to get as much of my degree as I could done. Um, I, I wanted to try and be as close as I could to graduation. Um, my, my thought process is if I'm gonna spend three years there and and have to go to class, I might as well make it worth it. So the academics was was a piece for me in, in my decision. And like I said, the support we had academically from tutoring to our academic advisor to the the Jaqua Center, which was our student athlete academic center. I mean, we had all the resources we needed, um, to be successful on and off the field. And, um, yeah, it was, it was definitely, uh, an aspect that I took into, uh, considering where I wanted to go.
0: That's great, man. And would you say that at any point in your collegiate career, you struggle like crazy with balancing both athletics and academics? Because I feel that as an athlete, you have, To balance both but you also have all these amazing university resources and resources just from the athletic department in general so would you say at one point you struggled with it or not really
1: yeah i mean there's there was definitely times i think it was i would say my sophomore year i probably struggled with it the most um there i just i think i think it was spring of sophomore year um where I really kind of just, um, I was up and down baseball-wise, and I, it just for me, baseball took over, and I kind of let academics um, not fall by the side, but I kind of got behind. And so for me, it was kind of um, performing on the field, but also trying to catch up academically. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's, if, if people tell you they didn't struggle, I think that's kind of a lie, because you are. It's being an athlete and a, and a student, At the same time as it's a lot of work. I mean, from the time you get up to the time you go to bed, you're always doing something. You're in class or you're in tutoring or you're at practice or, or whatever it is. I mean, it's for us in my experience, it was nonstop. And, um, yeah, it was, it was, there was a time where I struggled
0: before we continue with our season five episode of the d1 only podcast presented by tap we want to talk to you about our sponsor thoughts actions and progress who provide the opportunity to any athlete around the world to build their own mental health program tap thoughts actions and progress offers self-thought manuals focused on the athletes mindset growth tap give athletes the opportunity to create their own mental health program and these are manuals adapted for different levels and at an affordable price Tab has two books right now on Amazon, the Junior and Rookie versions. Go check them out. And also go to www.tabmindset.com as well as tabmindset on Instagram. Go check it out. Yeah, and I ask this as well because there are like so many parents and kids in high school right now that are so worried about this aspect of college. But did you ever happen to use any of these university resources or not really? Can you say that again? Did you ever use any of those university resources just in terms of helping, asking for help in the academics standpoint?
1: Yeah, um, they, they made it mandatory as a freshman to have a certain amount of hours tutoring wise um, per week. And then as you're as you were able to produce in the classroom, they could take away tutoring uh, if you wanted to. But I, I stayed on a pretty good schedule of tutoring just because it. It was easier for me uh, just to have that structure of being able to go to the tutoring and and get my stuff done and just have, even if it's just having a quiet space, instead of sitting in my bedroom, um, sitting in a chair at a desk um, and having that structure, I liked. So I I kept tutoring all three years while I was there.
0: Nice. Um, So let's go real quick to your time prior to going to the MLB as you mentioned like mentioned it, you were in the minor league system for a minute, Brooklyn Cyclones, Columbia Fireflies and Lucy Mets and Binghamton. I you imagine, like, it was so tough from being, like, in a brotherhood, like, is the University of Oregon, like, the baseball team and everything to basically being, I mean, I wouldn't say on your own, but basically, like, moving different. So, like, was it a tough adjustment period to do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was different. Um, For me, the goal has always been to get to the major leagues, So that was, that was my main focus, no matter where I was, what situation I was in. It was, um, wherever I was at the time was just a stepping stone until I got to Queens. Um, and so that's the way I thought about it. That's the way I approached it. Um, and for me, it was about, um, just performing to get, to get to the next level, to get called up again, to move to high A to double A. Um, and then finally to be called up this year. Um, it is lonely though. I mean, it's, it's a lot different than like you said, having that brotherhood in college um, where you're with the guys every single day you're you're in class together, you're on campus together, you're eating together, you live together all that um, I mean you still live with guys in the minor leagues, but it's it's so individually focused on um, development just as yourself instead of winning um, and that's one thing I didn't like i I wanted it it was something that I saw right away when I first got there and it, it drove me to get to the big leagues even more because I wanted to be in a place where winning mattered. Um, instead of just, Oh, how can I move up? How, what's, what's the best for me? I wanted that team feel again. And, um, it's definitely there in the big leagues because you're competing for a world series and a championship, um, competing for a city. And, uh, so yeah, that the, the, uh, individuality of the minor leagues was, something that I saw really early and it was another driving force for me to get to the big league as quick as I could so that I could be in that team environment where, um, winning matters and, and guys don't think about just themselves. They think about the team. Um, and I think guys get caught up with their performance in the minor leagues and, um, it's winning is, it gets lost sometimes. Um, and so it's, it's good to be, um, called up to where guys just want to win i mean you you want to get that world series and talking to guys who have been there um i won a high school state championship but just having that feeling of, of being on the top of the mountain at the end of the year is uh is something i strive for and chase every year and um like i said to hear some of the veterans talk about that makes you want it even more um so yeah
0: Yeah, and it's crazy to me that you say this because Matthew Brash, who is like a minor league pitcher in the Seattle Mariners right now, when he came to the podcast, he mentioned, like, he went from being in college where, like, everyone wants you to do good and everything to then being in the minors and where he actually felt some of his teammates wanted him to fail, you know, because at the end of the day, like you said, it's, like, really individualistic and everything. So would you say that was the case for you? Like, at, at one point, you were, like, oh, like... My t- don't like all my teammates don't necessarily want me to do good this weekend or something like that.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I've ran across a ton of guys who, instead of rooting for themselves or, or caring about the way that they play, they're rooting against guys on their own team, um, and it's it's contagious and it's cancerous, and um, I, I you rarely see those guys go very far. Um, you see the guys that are focused on playing well and focused on, on helping guys around them go further. Um, and those, those guys that are so stuck on rooting against other guys kind of get lost in the mix. And I think that's, I mean, it, it tells a lot about a person and it it tells a lot about, um, how much they really care. I mean, it's, it's the difference of how bad do you want it versus, um, I mean, people are going to outwork you. If if you get caught up in what someone else is doing, they're going to pass you up. Um, and I think you see that a lot in minor league baseball. You see guys get lost in systems because they're more worried about what the guy next to them is doing versus how they're doing and their development. Um, and yet yeah, I mean, to each their own, but it, for me it was coming from a college team atmosphere. It's always been about winning for me. Um, and it takes nine guys in baseball. It's, it's not an individual sport. Um, and I, for me, it d- it didn't matter what level I was at. I wanted to win, and um, I w- I tried to surround myself with guys who wanted the same as me, and um, and I'd not waste time with with people that don't have the same, um, I guess, the same priorities as me. Is is what I'm trying to say.
0: Nice. Um. So, just a couple of more questions before we get to the final segment of the podcast episode, presented by Tap Thoughts, Actions, and Progress. Would you say you matured more in your time as a professional player than in your time at Oregon?
1: Um, I would say it was different. Um, I think I learned a lot in college um, as a baseball player, but also as a person. I think those three years at the university and and being on my own um, were huge for me Developmentally, not only as a player but as a person, um, being on your own, living on your own for the first time, all that, all that stuff that comes with the college experience, I think was huge for me. And I think um, I was able to learn a lot in college and take the lessons that I learned there um, and use them going forward. And and I think it's it's different going, especially on field, going from that team environment where you're competing for something versus the developmental process of the minor leagues um so i think i I learned different lessons but um i think oregon what i learned there helped me with with what i learned and how i matured in professional baseball as well so i think it was a combination
0: nice that's a good answer yeah you're really articulated man i had had to give you (laughs) how would you say being a student athlete in college helped you become the player you are today
1: uh, i think it was everything for me um like i said being able to balance schoolwork and practice and and not only being the athlete but at oregon our coaching staff and and the people around us really hounded on us about you're a student athlete um and and student comes first in that in that phrase and um obviously you're there to play baseball but um for a university to to give you a scholarship and um help you out financially with, with the academics, um, you got to take advantage of that. It's, um, it's something you can't take for granted. And um, like I said, I'm so thankful for the, the three years I spent at Oregon and, and all the people that helped me there. Um, they're a huge piece of, of who I am today and where I'm at.
0: Okay. And would you say, is there a secret to not take for granted things, especially being a student athlete at such? a prestigious school and even if it's not like a big a big division one program like Oregon it can be like a junior college or anything like, or things like that is there anything that you did to not take things for granted
1: I think it's just being able to take a minute every once in a while and and realize where you're at and the opportunity that you have um like I said it's it's a busy schedule and and there's a lot to handle but um and times it 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 feels like a lot. It's like, Oh, I got to go deal with schoolwork. And now we got to do practice. We got conditioning. We got weightlifting. It it compounds itself. But, um, I think if you can take a minute every once in a while and look back and and say, wow, look at this opportunity that I have, um, how many other people have this opportunity? If you look at the, the statistics, um, the people that play high school baseball versus the number of people that get to play college baseball versus, the number of people that get to play division one versus people that get to turn pro and make it a career. Um, I'm very fortunate. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest things for me is, um, with, with all the chaos that comes with it, being able to, to sit back every once in a while and look around and see the opportunity that you've been given, um, is, is one way to, to not take it for granted and to, uh, to appreciate the blessings that we have
0: yeah for sure and I also saw a picture the other day I think it was some. it said something like only 7% of high school athletes become like college student athletes like it doesn't matter if it's like division 1 division 2 II, division 3 NA or junior college like I think everyone should understand the position they're in and how privileged they are of being playing a college sport
1: yeah I mean I think that's I think it's huge it's like you said the, the percentage is so small um, and we're so blessed to have that opportunity that, um, it's, it's a shame to see people take it for granted because, um, we are blessed athletically, but also just, like I said, with the opportunities that are presented, um, no matter where you go to school.
0: Yeah, for sure. So, um, this is the last segment of the podcast is called the D one five presented by tap It's basically five rapid fire questions. You can answer them as fast as you can. Okay. Okay. Oregon or New York?
1: Oregon.
0: Athletics or academics? Athletics. Favorite college memory. What was that? Favorite college memory.
1: Um uh, junior year.
0: Most listen artists at the moment.
1: Uh Luke Combs.
0: Other than baseball related, what profession would you like to attempt?
1: Um PGA tour.
0: <laughs> nice. What what was your major at Oregon? Sorry, I didn't get to ask you that.
1: Uh, I was a business emphasis.
0: And is business something you would actually like to do after your baseball career or not really?
1: Yeah, it is. It's uh it's something I've already looked into and um there's there's stuff off the field that I've been pursuing um during the off season and uh I mean you never know how long it's how long it's going to last and um I I say this quite a bit but even if you have a, a long career in the big leagues, um, for me being I'm 25 right now, say I play 10 plus years, I'm going to be 35, 37 if everything goes right and, and still have a lot of life ahead of me. So, um, yeah, it's it's definitely something that um, obviously baseball is the number one focus for me. And that's that's my passion and my love. Um, but there's there's definitely uh, other interests that I have um, during the offseason and, and off the field
0: awesome man well that's all actually all i got for you today man thank you so much for taking the time shout out to jet middleton university of arizona for helping us schedule this and yeah man thank you for taking the time and thanks also to all the listeners for tuning in to another episode of the d1 only podcast see you guys next time
1: yeah thanks for having me it was a pleasure
0: thank you man